gracious God, I am grateful for this moment. Remove me, Lord God, and show up in this room. Let this space be new wine for all of us so that we may be empowered by your Holy Spirit to be healed on this day. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. So I'd like for you to humor me for a moment. And if you are willing and able, as I am reading the scripture that will come up on the screen behind me, I would like for you to stand up if you are willing and able, and I want you to bend over and look at the ground. So if you are still sitting in your seats, I will see your faces. If you will participate, then I will see the top of your head. I want you to look at the floor. I want you to imagine how far you can see from the left and the right and up and down as you hear the gospel lesson. And in that moment, as you listen, you will know when you are supposed to stand straight up because you will hear when this woman was healed. And in that moment, you stand. Does that make sense? All right, let's see what you can do. Let us stand together. Bend down. Some of you are not bending down. <laughs> Bailey Savage. <laughs> <laughs> now, he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And just then, there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, there are six days on which you work, your work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, who Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame. And the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. A gospel reading from Luke chapter 13 Verse 10 through 17, you may be seated. So you were bent over for all of maybe 30 seconds. So imagine what it would be like to be bent over 
for 18 years where you can see nothing but what is before you. I am currently watching a show called Krypton. And by no means is this an endorsement of a sci-fi channel show. <laughs> the show is based 200 years before the planet Krypton is destroyed and Superman is sent to Earth. To me, it's quite intriguing because when watching or reading some of these sci-fi stories, I enjoy observing the theology or sets of theologies the characters believe. Yes, I'm a self-confessed sci-fi nerd, but let's get one thing straight. I am not Woods when it comes to Star Wars. I am not that person who knows all the trivia, all the characters in every single storyline written. I am not her. But this one particular episode, a young girl, see, I don't even know her name, but I know she has one. She's maybe eight or nine, is answering a question about why she believes what she believes about creation. And she says, it's because I have faith. My mother told me faith is a journey that begins in hope and ends in belief and what you cannot see, but know to be true. This young kryptonite girl who is developing her story speaks of her mother's story. When Paul writes to Timothy, he said, I am reminded by your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Whether truth or fictional, we all have been witnesses to our own and to others her story. You know those stories, the ones that have encouraged us in our faith journey, the ones that have encouraged us in our life. So for a moment, I want you to give thanks to God for the many women who shared her story and inspired you. The bent over woman in the gospel of Luke is one of her stories that we cannot miss. She is not a disciple or friend of Jesus like Mary and Martha. Her story is not of a maid servant to a powerful couple in the Old Testament. We don't know much about her, and it seems as if over the years she has become accustomed or even resigned to looking down or at least slightly forward. She has no concrete walkways or tarred streets during her time. Her life was spent looking at the ground, the dirt, the mud, the manure kicked up by the animals and those who traveled through the area in which she lived. She must have strained to see the beauty of the skies which we take grant for granted. And we can only imagine her level of frustration when she needed help and couldn't get anyone's attention. 
I find that being five foot two in a grocery store. <laughs> frustration, but imagine the level of frustration if this is all you can see for 18 years. The bent over woman spent this time looking at the feet of those around her and her optical view of life was restricted. She was an outcast and I often wondered how she was treated by those who stood upright while she remained bent over. But then again, maybe she wasn't treated any differently than the her stories that we witness in the national news, the her stories that we witness here in Mobile, the women who are refugees leaving all that they know behind to provide a better life for their children, the women who commit crimes and find themselves in the Mobile County Jail, the women who are experiencing homelessness and live in a shelter when possible and space allows. See, their stories, their, her stories are our stories. We really don't know how this woman was treated. We can only imagine. Nevertheless, this unnamed woman, bent over for 18 years, went to church. And Jesus saw her when no one else would. Every third Sunday when I lived in the Atlanta area, I, with my toddler at the time, joined my parents and a dear pastor friend of ours to worship, eat, and fellowship with women who shared their own her stories. They were dangerously living on the streets. I learned many things being in their space. They claimed there was a shortage of kindness when dealing with people daily. And because of this shortage, they looked forward to coming to their church for weekly Bible study and Sunday worship with a meal. They were committed in that space because they felt safe, they felt equal, they felt loved, and they felt that they were seen. They rarely asked for anything more than the use of a phone to call home, to let family know that they were okay and occasionally a bus ticket when family said, we miss you and we want you back. These men and women wanted to be heard. They wanted to be touched by a hug or a fist bump and to be acknowledged that they too are children of God. In Luke's gospel, this is the final time Jesus is teaching in one of the synagogues. And when he sees the bent over woman, he calls her forward, tells her she is healed from her infirmity, puts his hands on her, and she immediately stands up and praises God. How many times do we witness our own healing in our life, let people know about it, and then immediately stand up and praise God? 
or do we just keep it to ourselves? Unlike most of the healings that take place throughout the gospel, this one is unusual. She does not ask for the healing, and no one petitions Jesus on her behalf. This is why the story of this woman encourages me and inspires me personally. Because I have to admit, it is a challenge to be committed to serve and nurture my relationship with God purely out of love without expecting anything in return. And though this is not biblical, showing up is half the battle. Some of you in this space are not bent over because of a physical ailment. You are bent over because you have allowed the weight of the world to reside, not rest, to reside on your shoulders. You have allowed this weight to bend you over like the woman in this passage, and you too are in need of a healing. Healing happens when we open those hard doors in our lives, discovering the grace and the hope and even the judgment that may reside in some of these rooms. I was that bent over woman. During my divorce, after my divorce, I was that bent over woman, not for 18 years, but for several years, judgment bent me over. Feeling like an outcast bent me over. Worrying about our future bent me over. I was that woman. And as a community, we need to develop the ability to assess and reassess the direction in which our lives are going and to ask God continuously, are we on your path, God? Or are we on the path of human reward? When you do this, if you do this, you can be assured that you will find more energy and the willingness to commit to live the healthy and healing witness that God would have you live. The bent over woman came to the synagogue to hear and to learn regardless of her ailment. And because she was there, I can say with confidence, she was committed to a life of worship, prayer, and praise to God. This unnamed woman draws our attention to the connection between healing that takes place, being in community, and the faithful witness to which we are all called. No one petitioned Jesus on her behalf. But just because no one petitioned Jesus does not mean her community was not praying for her. See, your very presence provides the opportunity for you to experience and share God's love 
to pray for others, to provide a safe space for women and men who are bent over physically, spiritually, and mentally. But see, sometimes we are too busy placing form like the religious leaders in the passage, form on what is correct, when they were indignant with Jesus for healing on the Sabbath, form for what is correct as far as we are concerned with our religious beliefs. We're too busy placing form on those things rather than substance that God's grace and love has no time frame and knows no boundaries. Friends, Remember, we cannot do this alone. We need each other. We need to pray for one another daily. We need to hear and witness each other's needs while listening to God. We need to be authentic in our space, leaning on our community and leaning into our trust in God. He is the spirit and the hope in our lives. I understand that this is not an easy thing to do, but it is absolutely necessary that we try to live into it. I am that bent over woman. Theologian Emily Towns says, we are like the woman bent over and unable to look up and see the sun. We know only the dust and the dirt underneath our feet. We struggle to see the path before us by straining and twisting because we cannot look straight ahead to ask for healing. Healing helps us to step into Jesus' invitation to mend our souls. As we mend our souls, we are mending our relationships with our mothers, our relationships with our sisters, our brothers, our friends, our neighbors, each other and creation. There will be times when we will know this in ways that are too profound for words or for reason. We just won't understand. It's the mystery of God. There will always be times when God seems far off and the pathway unclear, but we must seek healing. Today, we are the inheritors of the gift of the healing of the bent over woman who stood up straight and began to praise God. Today, just as we honor those who died while serving our country, let us honor and worship God and render justice, not judgment, to our neighbor. We are all the bent over 
woman. This unnamed woman has become our testimony to the freedom of God's people from oppression, from the crippling burden of disease, and anything else that robs us from living a full life in God. Today, feel God's healing touch because this is the Lord's true Sabbath. God's giving us the freedom to rejoice in the bent over woman's story who found freedom in Jesus' healing touch just by showing up. Jesus is present today with each of us just as much as he was with the unnamed woman. How do we know? Because the little Krypton girl tells us so. It is because I have faith. My mother, her story, told me faith is a journey that begins in hope and ends in belief. And what you cannot see but know to be true, what you cannot see but you know to be true, that Jesus will heal you. But most importantly, Jesus said, woman, you are set free from your infirmity. And I believe he was talking to me. And I pray that you believe he is talking to you. Allow the healing touch of Jesus to remove the weight of the world so you may stand upright, so you may be encouraged, so you will be full of hope that can only come from God. Allow Jesus' touch to encourage you today in a way that only God can. This bent over woman showed up and asked for nothing. She worshiped God and God healed her in that space. We are all this bent over woman and we need Jesus' healing touch in one way or another. Do not leave this place until you have left something here at the altar when we come for communion. Just one thing, whether it's forgiveness, whether it's fear, whether it's doubt, whether it's uncertainty, leave it. 
because you showed up today. You have the opportunity to be healed by a God who gave his only son for all of us. Let us pray. Lord, may we continue to rest in you, trust in you, live in you, no matter what is going on in our lives, knowing that you are with us. And oh, in some way, we are that bent over woman. Let us know that your healing touch is available to us all.